0: I don't know. Duck and cover, bitches.
1: Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hi.
0: Wait, what's that? Oh, my God. And oh, my God. I feel like this there's a before. male voice
1: in there. A male voice. Male voice. Hello. I just thought of blue Clothes uh happened to your system what's up guys uh we've missed you you know this time it's been yes time between this is a lovely bonus episode for your favorite favorite uh podcast yep which is uh this podcast
0: yes this would be a particularly dangerous situation
1: yes where we talk about disasters that is it yeah uh I can tell <laughs> that not, is it. I, I can tell I'm not in my podcasting flow since like our last recording because we haven't done it in so long. And then we did it last week. And it was like, I can't wait to catch up on our flow again. It's it's been a while.
0: <laughs> it's been a <laughs> while, guys. We're gonna be a little jerky, herky jerky up in here simply because it's been too long. Yeah, exactly. We've had some we've had some shifts. Bree got a job.
1: Yeah.
0: Woo-hoo. Yeah. And uh and Brett moved. I yep. moved. Yep. So we've had some <laughs> <laughs> we've had and some Brett good... refers
2: to herself in the third person now. Yeah. Yes, and also our...
0: <laughs> this chick over here, we've had some upheavals Some, and they're all good, all good upheavals. So we're very excited, but Yay. we've got to get back in our flow. So excuse us for having uh, a little bit of a dirk here. So, yeah, for um, sure. Try and get back into it. Let's, uh, let's talk about this male voice that's kind of hiding out here.
1: Oh, yeah. I've actually talked about him before. He tends to bring me you know? drinks and food while I'm recording and while I'm doing school yeah. stuff. Uh this is uh the guy that I married a few years ago, like nine years ago.
0: Just a few. Yeah. Couple, yeah. yeah,
1: I had to do the math. Uh couple two tree. This is my husband Caleb. Hello. Hi Yay. Caleb, Hi Caleb. You wanna tell everyone do you wanna do our job and you tell everyone why you're on this podcast this time?
2: No. Yeah. Sure, Brina. First I'd like to say <laughs> I'm so excited to be on this podcast. It's my favorite podcast. I've downloaded (laughs) and listened to every episode multiple times on multiple platforms. Uh,
1: That's believable.
2: Yeah. I think I'm on this podcast because you said you're talking about fire prevention. And I happen to be a volunteer firefighter. So I know a little bit about fire. Not a lot. I'm not an expert. You know, I'm a part-time volunteer non-paid fire expert but uh non-paid I but thought it's... i could add something to the conversation yeah yes names to be seen
1: uh and that means uh any local fire departments that need a firefighter i highly suggest kayla <laughs> i could be a reference to his firefighting skills i guess i know he's you know killed some fires in the kitchen before so <laughs> ah usually nice. the ones i start yeah yeah
2: well, oh, I can't see the cats starting. We haven't starting set them. our house on fire yet. So, no, that's, yet. that's a pretty good, pretty good resume there.
1: We do yeah. know our fire alarms work though, because we definitely set them off almost every time we cook. So,
2: live that. in <laughs> an old house with no hood and yeah. just
1: no ventilation. You have to
2: set up this intricate hallway of fans whenever, whenever like I cook on the stove or oh just take gosh. out all the smoke alarms.
1: Yep. Wow. Which we promptly Which put we, back.
2: Yes, we probably shouldn't (laughs) say that actually on the
1: podcast. But but I we didn't do any of
2: that every single week. Yes, (laughs) (laughs) by taking them up and putting them down, and (laughs) (laughs) da 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 da. Just got to make sure. God, live in a
0: pretty old house too. The one we moved into here was built in 1927, Mm -hmm. and also there is no hood, Um, so it's a open gas range in the kitchen. Good thing is though, we actually have good airflow. We have two large windows on the other side of the kitchen, and then our bedroom door opens into the kitchen which we have a ceiling fan so it actually worked mm. out pretty good so I haven't had we haven't had uh, uh anything go off but I was like I don't even know where they are I, they're they're very well hidden there. oh it's nice just,
2: I'm like, I don't even know where our smoke alarms are in the biz which I'm sure will, will come up later in the conversation Perfect. when you've got like talking about fire and the air Perfect. and the, windows, the ventilation and where the fire goes from anyway
0: Oh, I'm
1: so excited! <laughs> Turkey terms.
0: <laughs> so one of the reasons you guys we decided to do this podcast, which Bree fondly refers to as a what is it? LLDD.
1: LLDD. Uh, listen, learn, do or die.
0: Yeah, that's um, these special
1: episodes. LLDD. Words
0: to live by. Yeah. Uh, the The reason we decided to do this is because we're right smack in the heart of fire season. Um, I'm in California. Bree is in Bree and Caleb are in Portland. Um, fires happen all over the United States, as well as all over the world. We mm-hmm. had, um, lots of really devastating fires this past year. Mm-hmm. So since we're sort of right in the heart of it, we figured, Hey, let's, let's do some research on it and, and find out what you can do to be prepared. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, cause our last LLDD was winter storms, which we did it yes. during the winter. And, uh, I believe you like covered a blizzard right before too. Uh, so we're definitely hitting that, uh,
0: theme yeah i'm really excited didn't i mean our last podcast or di- didn't i do the peshtigo fire
1: yes you did yeah
0: so it's i it seems like we always do these llds on the heels of like whatever we discussed which is great so, yeah um i'm super excited about it i mean this podcast is gonna be hot
1: wow <sighs> wow,
0: wow so that was, sorry that on was fire
1: yeah ah, wow all right yes
0: okay caleb, caleb and brett with the shitty puns
1: Okay. That.
0: <laughs> okay. Knock it off.
1: I'm trying to think of one, and I just couldn't. <laughs> I, was like, I need to put y'all out. Is all I got. Hey, okay, there okay. it is. Yeah. You there guys got to stop posing around.
0: Oh, poser. So we're gonna split up in two, guys. Um, I'm gonna do the how to prepare. Um, Bree's gonna get into the during like, and in it, after. And, during and after. Um, I don't think I removed my stuff unless you took it out but anyway i'll try and skip through some things and then caleb's going to be here to validate tell us if we're right or wrong <laughs> um and and share some stories and then also we'll you know we'll be asking him various questions and what have you my references are the american red cross um refinery 29 had an excellent um preparation story ready for dot org and fema.gov okay um, so one of the first things I picked off the line, um, was the seven ways to prepare for a home fire. So naturally, uh, you're in your home, you're chilling, you're relaxing and oh shit, here comes a fire. Um, <laughs> that's exactly
1: how it happens. You laugh, but it's fast.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually, um, I have a story. I was in a fire when I was really little, so I do have a story, but I'll tell it later. So, um, you want to install the right number of smoke alarms. So I'm going to allude to Caleb for this in just a moment, but you're going to test them once a month and replace the batteries at least once a year. Caleb, um, for for a small home, do they have like a recommended amount or specific rooms that they're supposed to go in?
2: I I believe it's like one in every bedroom, one in or near every bedroom and like one on every floor. Uh, You don't necessarily want them in the kitchen, I think, or the bathroom where they could go off like kind of regularly. But uh I, I think that's the recommendation. And like, yeah, I think you you wanna test them at least once a month. And there's also like a lot of fire departments kind of have a change your clock, change your battery kind of program. So whenever cool. you set back your clock, uh, you know, uh during spring forward, uh fall, fall backwards, back. you know, mm-hmm. you change the battery in your smoke alarm as well.
0: Daylight savings. That's time. a great idea. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great yeah, idea. Most, I mean, because yeah,
2: nobody ever thinks to like do it until like you start getting into What Arizona instant, do? Like, yeah. Stuff.
0: Arizona doesn't have a time change.
1: What yeah, do they, they do? Don't.
0: Oh
2: God. <laughs> <laughs> Arizona, there's are
1: <laughs> Yeah, we, we have technology. We could just put it in our calendars to remind us to do it once a year. What uh, is that
2: How shit? often do you ignore all your reminders that go off yeah, like every single exactly.
1: day? exactly. But I do notice the birthday oh, one, yeah. so I might notice this one. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. So, uh, smoke alarms. Very, very important. Caleb, how do you test a smoke alarm?
2: You, uh, hold down the button on it and then it cover your ears. You try and like cover both your ears while holding the button. <laughs> and if it beeps, it's still working.
0: Right. So Brie, if you're recording that, I think you should take a snapshot of Caleb doing that little arm thing. and I post was, that as our
2: <laughs> Instagram. <is> <laughs> I yeah. I, I feel, feel like this.
0: Like, uh, it's it's really loud. Under
2: the table.
0: Yeah. yeah. Right. Your animals go running. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Good. Excellent. So um, you're gonna want to teach your children what smoke alarms sound like and what to do when they hear one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the worst things that you could do is get a smoke alarm in your house, not test it, not do anything when the kids are around, and then like your five year old, all of a sudden, noise goes off and they freak the fuck out. Like yeah. you don't want to traumatize children. So teach them what a smoke alarm is. Let them know this is how it sounds when it goes off. Here's what you need to do. So it's important to teach kids when they're very young. Um, ensure that all household members know two ways to escape from every room of your home and know the family meeting spot outside your home. I've actually already kind of done that here. I know it sounds stupid, but like our, uh, we're a one, one story house and all of our windows are fairly close to the ground. So even in the bathroom, I could actually crawl out the window and, mm-hmm. and jump to safety. You know, um, the kitchen, there's two ways of, of, of exiting um our living room, we have several windows and whatnot. So the lucky thing is, is that we've got lots of ways. But if you live in a multi-story house, you need to kind of have a plan, especially if you're in a fire zone. So um and I think this is actually a <laughs> good like, opportunity.
1: I'm in my attic now. I'm like oh, You're I'm just fine. like, hmm, I'm gonna break away.
2: <laughs> yeah. Tie those bed sheets to the bed frame and lower yourself down. Our there you bed go, brain. frame will <laughs> not
1: hold sheets. <laughs> Nor will it hold Brie. Yeah, it will move <laughs> She's like, lot. let alone myself. Bing!
0: <laughs> there she goes. Um, yeah, so know your plan. And actually, this is a really good opportunity for me to bring in my little story. So when I was really young, I think I was maybe around like six or seven years old, my parents and I, it was my family, um, and I have three sisters. We lived in a big home in Simi Valley. Simi Valley is very hilly, and we lived at the top of a hill. And on the back side of the hill was like a cemetery. And it was very, um, it was almost like poltergeist, actually. It was very interesting. Um, And and so that hill was all grassy. And just like California is in the summer, they get those golden hills, which means everything's dried out. Um, It was the summertime. So all of us were home. Um, During the day, my parents had noted that there was a fire. We had heard about it, but my parents didn't really say anything to us. And by nightfall, the winds had changed. And the fire came ripping up the mountain, So it was right behind our home. My mom refused to leave. It was a ginormous home. We had lots of valuable things in there. And she did not want to leave, did not want to evacuate. Um, All of us kids were in one bedroom. And she told us to stay there and stay huddled down, keep the windows closed, keep the door closed. Every once in a while, we would open the door to check on our parents. And they were screaming, shut the door! And all you could hear was fire alarms going off. And it was crazy. We were like, what's going on? And all I remember seeing when I was little was my mom and my dad in the, in the dining room. And we had this huge bay window. And they were holding their mattress against the window. So I guess the winds had broken the window or they had broken a tree that went through the window. So the window smashed everywhere. I remember hearing the window break. And that's when we had opened the door. Um, so my parents were holding the bed against the window to prevent the wind and the smoke from coming in the house. And the fire alarms were going off in our home because of the smoke that had come in. So at some point, all of us girls had fallen asleep. The winds had died down. They had take, contained the fire. But when we went out the next morning, you could see that it was probably about 300 feet from our house. So really, really close. So my lesson learned here, evacuate. It's not worth it. Yep. It's not worth it. I mean, Agreed. luckily, nobody lost a life. But I don't know what prompted my parents to be like, Get in your room and stay there. We're going to hold the fire off. You know, it's like, come on, you got to know. I think that they were probably confident in that, you know, they were able to put it out, but it was still very scary because again, a wind shift is all, it's everything. It really is.
1: How many fires have we talked about though, that so quickly like jump and move and like, they are so fast and so hot. Like it, I don't think the fire even has to be touching your house to mess it up. No. Um, And that smoke, smoke in general, a lot of like, no, but sometimes the fire—it's not the fire that damages; it's the smoke that damages the house.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, it's it's, it's pretty intense. Um, I don't remember what happened after that with regards to the smoke in the house, and I think I, I know my mom had called in several cleaning crews, and it was it was crazy, it was a crazy time. But yeah, um, again, yeah, like you
2: know, every tragedy, like a, like that's happened with wildfires, has almost all been attributed <laughs> to like a change in weather, kind of like the wind shift, and then. Yeah, Suddenly, like people aren't prepared for it. And, yeah, uh, and they're, yeah, so, I they're mean, caught off
0: guard and they're like, oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, of course. Um, so let's see. Uh, making sure people know a way to get out of your home. Very important. That time we didn't have a way out. My mom just shut <laughs> us in the room. <laughs> we all would have died. Um, establish a family emergency communication plan um, to ensure all household members know who to contact if they can't find one another. So I actually had to do this at my old job. Um, I was a property manager as well as the practice manager at Ameriprise and I had to come up with the fire plan. So we had our, we had actually practice fire drills and we were like, okay, so if, if we're separated or somebody's out at lunch or whatever, and they come back and they see buildings on fire, where do you go to meet? So everybody knows who is there and who's missing. Um, so, and then of course we had ways to contact one another. Uh, you practice escaping from your home at least twice a year. I know it sounds silly, but we did fire drills at school. And we did fire drills at work, so why wouldn't you do them in your home? Because you so, feel silly.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, everybody, let's go yeah. fire drill. No, I know it sounds crazy, but we probably should, especially here in California. Well, you especially with I mean?
1: kids, sense, right? I think getting yeah. kids on routine and it just kind of being like, oh, I hear the sound, so I got to do what I have to do. Yeah, it's a good exactly. thing to do. Wouldn't it Start be great if, like, you could train your animals,
0: like? You you set the fire alarm off and you have like their cages and they just go straight to their carriers and you're like okay
2: let's go. Yeah. Well, one of the things we think about like when our fire alarms go off, like we know now where our cats go when the fire alarm goes go off, and it's usually under the bed. Yeah. So yep. it's like yep. So so even doing that and just like yeah, kind of like knowing what your animals where their go to spots are can make it. It's true. To do mm-hmm. the day plan. Yeah, that's right. actually a good Sleep test. Under the bed, grab the yeah. cat.
0: That's a really good test. So um, make sure everybody knows how to call 911. I mean, that's usually more with regards to kids. Of course, as an adult, we all know how to call 911. Um, Teaching house members to stop, drop, and roll if their clothes catch on fire. You guys remember that one. Everybody knows that from when you were a little kid. Stop, drop, and roll.
1: Dick Van Dyke apparently made that a big thing. That's how it... Because... Really? I I didn't know that. So I was reading about that. And the reason why stop, drop, and roll happened is because a lot of kids' clothing used to be very flammable. And so... um, (laughs) Children
2: Which, used to be very flammable.
1: Oh, <laughs> it's funny though, because you'll see things where some places won't accept children's clothing from certain time periods because of the material is very flammable. So they taught the stop, drop and roll. And then who uh, I think it's Dick Van Dyke made it really popular because he did it on his show. And that's how it spread everywhere.
0: That is amazing trivia. I did not know that. Wow. Yeah. Well, look at that. You know, Good maybe job, that was Dick. kind of like a fail <laughs> Good job, Dick. <laughs> That's why I tell Kayla. That's a okay, fail safe. You don't like your kid? Dress him in flame, 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 uh, flame, not retardant. What's the other one? You, you want the flammable clothing, yeah. flammable clothing. Get rid of them. Uh, maybe they'll play with fire. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so um, let's see. Uh, here's some more prevention. Um, if you do nothing else, um, <clears throat> keep items that can catch on fire at least three feet away from anything that gets hot, just space meters. Um I don't have the stats on it. I know I wanted to look it up, but I didn't get a chance to. But I I know that there are some um, statistics on like fires or, or house fires mm-hmm. coming from things like space heaters or people who are throwing a turkey into a deep fryer that's way too much oil. Oh, yeah. And
2: yeah, yeah, right. Frozen turkey into like, oh yeah, deep fryers, like a big one. Wow. Oh my God. Uh, cooking fires are like the most common cause of like house fires and so that can be like you forgot about something in the oven kind no of thing that. or like or like you leave a dish towel like on the stove or something and that towel catches like or just yeah leaving things next to the fire that's the biggest yeah. cause but i think the next most common is like heating devices like space heaters heating pads yeah uh, Electrical wires, candles, those kind of things.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like the Britney Spears thing. I think I mentioned that in the last podcast. Was Britney Spears lit her gym on fire?
1: Yeah, <laughs> her home gym. Oh, that was with
0: like the a candle.
1: Few, that was
0: like a few <laughs> times ago. Yeah, she's done it twice. I was like, Jesus, <laughs> this girl! Wow, Britney
1: um, not allowed drill candles. It does
0: happen. I mean, so like the other night, I, I cooked chicken. I uh, left the chicken in the oven and turned the oven off, and then just left the chicken there overnight. <laughs> So, um, had I left it oven on, that could have been a dire situation. Yeah. I yeah. turned the oven off.
1: Good thing you um, turned off
0: the oven. <clears throat> exactly. Um, but I have cool. done, uh, you, Le Creuset makes those beautiful porcelain pots, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, they're, they're incredible and they can withstand a very high temperature for a very long time. Um, I had a teapot, a beautiful blue teapot. I put on some water for some tea and I went upstairs and took a shower. This was like years ago, back in Philly. And I went upstairs and took a shower then I went to work oh, God. and I left the kettle on. I was so lucky that I got cut early that night and came home and found that still on. I had to pull it off the stove with a towel. The, the, the handle had dripped all over. The porcelain was cracked. The thing was done. And I was like, Ooh. I am so lucky I did not light the house on fire. Yeah. I completely forgot about it. <clears throat> so yeah, very scary. You want to make sure that you keep things Away from a heat source, and you also want to make sure you turn shit off. <laughs> yep. uh, smoking materials are the leading cause of residential fire deaths in the United States. If you smoke, take precautions. Smoke outside. Choose fire-safe cigarettes. I've never heard of anything like that. Never smoke. <laughs> yeah, obey. Oh, yeah, I guess so. <sighs> never smoke in bed when you're drowsy or medicated or if anyone Our- is in the home using oxygen. Period.
1: Don't <clears throat> smoke in your bed.
2: Yeah, it, it's the highest cause of like death because, like, yeah, people do smoke in bed or like, yeah, smoke on the recliner and fall asleep. Uh, yeah. I, I went to a house fire like pretty recently that was, she was smoking in bed, put out the cigarette on the mattress and then <gasps> sleep. And <What> the- yeah, <laughs> it it happens. It doesn't happen as oh, often. Oh, But uh, some people still do that. And my mattress lying, is my ashtray. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but it it it's a thing that still happens. Jesus. Cigarettes, though, like, I think something that's changed over time where, like, there's chemicals in them now to where they usually extinguish themselves, kind of. Okay. You know, they don't, they don't keep burning unless you're, okay, got you're it. puffing so, on them. So maybe usually. that's
1: the fire safe cigarette thing? That's probably it, yeah.
2: Yeah, or, yeah. Or, an,
1: or a vape, because, like, yeah. vape's not going it.
2: But you so fall asleep and it falls from your mouth onto the recliner or whatever. It's a, yeah
0: scary it. thought yeah uh you want to use deep sturdy ashtrays not your mattress <laughs> Yeah.
1: <laughs> jesus christ
0: oh my god and douse the cigarette or cigar butts with water before disposal i don't know anybody that does that but i usually see that when people are smoking they kind of stamp them and like squash them with their feet yeah. or they make a habit of like really like i've seen people like scrape them on a wall um, yeah. to try and get rid of that um what do they call it cherry The yeah, the end, the 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 ember that's really hot. So I've seen people do that. So most people seem to use the right I I get angry when I see people smoke and then just flick it. And I'm like, Are you stupid? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I can just catch on the wind and boom. Do you know how many
1: fires Um, start like that? Because I don't. It'd be nice to know the number, but like I'm sure that's a thing. A
0: ton. I'm I'm
2: sure a ton like every single like brush fire off of the Mm -hmm. highway. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, I do know one that started last year. Last year, two years ago, it might have even been three. Allison told me about it. Um, somebody uh, was dr- was driving. They had a trailer hitch that had a chain hanging down. Yeah, yeah. Sparks from yep. the chain hitting the road at that oh, speed wow. lit a fire. I was like, "What? No way!" I thought that was crazy. I, I couldn't think believe that it. was two years ago. Yeah, because didn't it become a fairly big fire? Yeah, that wasn't Campfire, was it? No, no, no. I don't think... What? No, no. Campfire was was a PG&E thing, I think. But Uh, I just think it's... Yeah, I think it's fascinating how quickly they can start just from something so minimal. Oh, yeah. Cigarettes being one of them, so... Uh, again, talk to your children regularly about the dangers of fire matches and lighters. Kids are always fascinated by fire when they're really young. Yep. You show them how to light ants on fire and grass on fire with a magnifying glass. And you know, that's what my parents did <laughs> here play with this. I'm like, okay, <clears throat> we're definitely not as dangerous as we were back in the you know, 70s and 80s, but you definitely want to make sure that kids know about the dangers of fire. Yeah. Um, you want to turn off your portable heaters when you leave the room or go to sleep. I know it's so comfortable to fall asleep in a nice cozy electric blanket or with your your heater on but just remember to turn it off before you drift off it's the hardest thing to do but it's really important
1: we have timers Um, on our heater which is super nice that you can mm -hmm. change like from one to four hours so you can have so do we hour yeah and i think most of them these days are built in with them which is nice yeah
0: um You never want to leave a burning candle on a tenant even for a minute. This is when I put the Britney Spears thing in there. She did it twice. Britney. She did it last year. She burnt down her
2: gym twice. She
0: burnt down her home gym twice with a candle that she left burning in there that was close to her um, curtains. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. And so she did it in 2002. And then she did it again last year. And I was like, girl, girl, she shouldn't be allowed to use candles. No,
1: she's only allowed to use the (laughs) scentsies with the light bulb." With the yeah, yes. there
2: you go. <laughs> alternative candles.
1: Noise. Yes.
2: Yes. <laughs> like alternative news. Um Yeah, keep a so... space away from, like, space heaters and candles and things like that. If you're going to use them, don't have something immediately next to it that yes. can, yeah, burst yeah. into flames. Yes, 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 yes.
0: All right, so um, that's kind of some basic prevention. Um, I, I got a couple things I could like...
2: tack on as well. Sure. But go nuts. I, yeah having a fire extinguisher in the home is like a big one. Uh, Mm -hmm. Dry chemical fire extinguisher is usually ranked for A, B and C fires. A being kind of like normal combustibles, B being like flammable liquids and C being electrical. Those are what most of your, your fire, that's going to cover the majority of your fires. So having one of those in the house, like readily accessible, you know, you can practice using it as well. Like, if you've got kids, that all—it's always a lot of fun. Like, let's start a little fire outside and practice using the fire extinguisher.
1: I want to <laughs> do that. Why haven't you had me do that? Can we do that?
2: Yeah. And then
1: there's—I
2: know there's like acronyms or something they use. I think, uh, PASS maybe. Like pull the. Oh thing, yeah, it is. Something sweep and uh, it's this is uh, it. there you go. Pull
1: the ring, aim low, squeeze lever slowly, and sweep side to side.
2: Yeah, yep. because the idea yep. is you're aiming at the base of the fire and not like the flames up top. So you're trying to like, yeah, extinguish it. You're trying so to have it out. Yeah, uh, that's a big one for prevention, actually. That might have been my big one. Yeah, cooking fires is huge. Working in a restaurant, mm-hmm. I've lit my fair share of food on fire, like sauteing. <laughs> and you have like a really hot pan with hot oil and like something wet goes in the pan it's going to burst into flames and it might just wow. set everything in that pan on fire. One of the things to think about, like all fires need like heat, oxygen and fuel. And if you can like take away one of those elements, like if you can take away the air, the oxygen and like cover and smother that fire, it'll go out. So if you have like a pot lid or something, if your food is on fire in a pot, just put a lid on top. Usually Sweet. that'll take care of it right away. I always have like towels on hand. If you can throw, this is like
0: <laughs> this <laughs> that's is, dodgy unless you know how to do it. Because I feel yeah, like if people yeah, you try can, and stamp it out can, with a towel, and then the towel yeah, lights on if fire. You <laughs> put
2: a towel on top. Usually, ninety percent of the time, it'll take the fire right out. Ten yeah. percent of the time, you might light the towel on fire and then have two <laughs> fires to deal with. So if you oh, have, a, uh, throw that on. Doing like a survey, I know like you can go on like maybe NFPA has like a fire survey like a fire safety survey for your house that kind of check marks to make you think about things like oh if you have a furnace that has an open flame you know kind of thing do you change your furnace filter regularly just kind of check mark things that could be flammable or might start a fire that you might not necessarily think of kind of and yeah having a little like space around your heaters and things like that Hmm. but yeah I think a big thing is if you have kids we're, we're adults like if we kind of know how to evacuate the house and deal with fires or small fires when they start. But if you have kids like getting them like comfortable with using a fire extinguisher and, or like evacuating hearing the smoke alarm, knowing how they work, things like that.
1: I think it's important too, to add in that if you also have people that um, maybe are disabled or have different things that might need help is including that like grandma's at home in a wheelchair, kind of making sure that we're aware of that. and that's part of the plan. Even though a lot of times it's like you get out and then you tell people like the fire, the the very nice, handsome firemen and women to go in and save them. But like just having that in your plan.
2: Yeah. Yeah. A big thing also right now is, I, this is another thing that, that I know a lot of departments in fire prevention and education are doing. Just, ta- and we could get into this later, but talking about sleeping with your bedroom doors closed. Yeah. Just as far as like, if a fire starts somewhere in the kitchen, like any kind of open window, open door can kind of create a flow path for the fire to go through the house. But if that fire can be isolated, Mm -hmm. if you can close the doors off around the room that's on fire or keep your door closed, you buy so much time. Mm -hmm. uh, Wow. That fire to like spread. And this is like, you know, when it's gotten like, out of hand basically but it's also a good Jake prevention Columbus. thing like yeah if you're sleeping cuz a lot of fires happened yeah you leave that okay. chicken in the oven go to sleep forget <laughs> about it kind of thing uh you buy a lot of time and one of the big things with house fires right now fire departments don't deal there's a lot less house fires than there are before and a lot of that is like fire safety building construction uh you know not every not all our clothes and stuff are flammable now and stuff <laughs> but like the thing is because we use a lot more like plastics and stuff and our furniture and like literally everything fires they happen less but they're a lot more intense and they're a, they grow so much faster now wow. uh, underwriters laboratory did this kind of research where there's actually a video on youtube that you can look it up it's like underwriters laboratory uh maybe you could search like legacy furniture or something and they do a side-by-side. Like this is a living room. This is your grandma's living room with your grandma's like couch and her curtains and her Mm -hmm. doilies kind of thing. And they're like, we're going to start a fire on the coffee table and see how long it goes from that fire on the coffee table to like light the curtains, to light the couch, to light the rug, to get the whole room to the point of, um, Basically, the whole room erupting in flames. And they do it side by side with a modern... Like, basically, Ikea furniture. This is an Ikea living room with an Ikea couch. And, like, it's crazy. It reached... So, when everything... Oh, yeah.
0: Legacy room versus modern room. The modern room is just like... I mean, just looking at the pictures, the screenshots, you see the old room is still taking some time, and the other one's engulfed in flames. 30
2: minutes for the legacy... Like furniture room to reap flash over, whereas wow. it takes three minutes for the modern furniture. And so, like that's th- ten th- times that's, fa- in, like,
1: faster. That is crazy. messed up. Thanks,
2: math major. That is ten times faster. <laughs> um, and so, like, when everything Yay, in your agree. room, the temperature is about like I think a thousand or like twelve hundred. When all wow. the contents in your room get superheated, they all erupt in flames Mm -hmm. and so that's basically was measuring how long does it take to get the flash over and it's 30 minutes versus three minutes so fire departments are dealing with less house fires but now they have a lot less time to like deal with them kind Mm -hmm. of yeah so any kind of thing you can do like isolating that fire keeping doors closed in your house goes like a long ways because one of the things about combating fires is like commanding ventilation and like Mm. being very mindful about every door you open window everything
0: god i'd be such a horrible firefighter (laughs) (laughs) i would kill everyone (laughs) i'm not good at this what's going on in here
1: (laughs) what's uh what's some of your pre-evacuation info you have
0: So, um, uh, mine's kind of like a home evacuation checklist, right? So, um, inside of the house, like Caleb said, you want to shut all windows and doors, leave them unlocked, but make sure that they're all shut. So you want to leave as little ventilation as possible. Um, you want to remove lightweight curtains, um, flammable window shades, curtains that are close to metal shutters, um, move any flammable furniture to the center of the room away from doors and windows, uh, shut off the gas and turn off any pilot lights. Leave your, leave your lights on. So firefighters can see your house under smoky conditions. Mm -hmm. Um, Not something I would have thought of, but it's a good point, especially if it's nighttime, Um, shut off the air conditioning. Again, I think that's probably Caleb, if I'm correct, another, another way of ventilation. Correct. Oh yeah. 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 Um, And then outside you want to gather up any flammable items from the exterior of the house and bring them in. So patio, furniture, toys, doors, doormats, trash cans, things like that. Um, Or you can put them in your pool. I saw a lot of people do that during the campfire. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to turn off your propane tanks for your, for your um, grills. Uh, move propane or barbecue appliances away from any structures, so keep them kind of further away. Uh, connect garden hoses to outside water valves or spigots for use by the firefighters. Um, you could fill water buckets and place them all around the house, which is a good idea as well. So that's kind of quick acting. Uh, You don't want to leave your sprinklers on or water running because it can affect critical water pressure when it comes to the actual firefighters using what's what's around them. Um, You want to leave on exterior lights as well so that they can see uh, the home and whether there's um, visible smoke or fire. Um, Put emergency supply kit in your vehicle. Kind of a natural. I think a lot of people are doing that now anyway, just because of the pandemic. Um, Back your car into the driveway uh, loaded with, um and fully load it and keep all the windows uh, and doors closed uh you want to carry your car keys with you have a ladder available and place it at the corner of the house um so that the firefighters can have quick access or just leave a ladder outside uh you want to seal the attic and any ground vents with pre- pre-cut plywood or commercial seals um patrol your property and monitor the fire situation don't wait for an evacuation order if you feel like if you're feeling threatened get the hell out you know what i mean don't don't wait around Uh, You can check on your neighbors and, you know, make sure that they need any help. Um, And then for animals, you want to make sure that they're near to you or, you know, where they're where they are, where they're hiding. And Mm -hmm. you want to prepare any farm animals for transport um, and thinking about maybe possibly moving them to a location earlier in advance of a fire that's going on. So a lot of people did that in Napa as well. Um, When it came to the campfire and other areas, they they would move um, their animals to safer like ground orders or whatever yeah. yeah exactly so that's my my pre-evacuation uh preparation
1: awesome yeah i think i have
0: yeah
1: <clears throat> you've had more than that i have a couple of those but not not all the like extra like that is deep yeah not as deep <laughs> um so i had the fire extinguisher thing which we went over uh Correct. so if a fire starts yell fire several times that's the first thing is to start yelling fire. <laughs> Um, and it says I don't know why <laughs> I just thought of a cartoon
0: where it's like I don't remember what it was, but it was like fire, 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 fire. <laughs> I
1: don't remember what.
0: There's a cartoon where a gut, the main character, does that, and it cracked me out. It was so funny.
1: Yelling fire, which is also something that they say if someone is like assaulting you, also to say fire versus help. People apparently don't respond to help as much as they do fire, which is. Interesting. Uh just fun. Actually, fucked up. Yeah, it is. So fire happens in your house. This is a lot of times like a fires in your house, what to do. So you're going to put your hand on the the back of your hand to check the temperature of doors and doorknobs. And you want to use the back because you don't want to use the front because those are that that's important. The the palm part is important to use for other things. (laughs) You're gonna need to grab things and you don't
0: want to damage palm.
1: Good point. If the door is warm or the knob, or smoke is blocking this escape route, you're going to use another way out. Or try to. If it is warm also, don't open the door. Uh, And if you do decide to open the door, do it slowly. Um, So that way you can kind of see if there's going to be smoke coming in because if it's really fast smoke, you can close it really fast. Um, Oh
0: God, that just made sense to me when my parents told me, close the door. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't think about that. And
1: and kind of how we're talking about isolating, like when you have it kind of, it keeps it in and it also keeps it somewhat out. It doesn't let it spread it. as much. Um, if you must, it, if you must escape through smoke, get low and go to under the smoke, but do not do a belly crawl. So you have this like little, like, I guess, talk, there's some toxins that get really, really low on the ground and then mm-hmm. you have the smoke. So you kind of want to get that like sweet spot. Um, so you're going to be crawling. You. It's suggested that you follow baseboards. To help track where you are in the house. Um, hold oh, your idea. breath as much as possible and breathe shallow through your nose using your blouse or shirt as a filter, which now you might have a mask that you can even use. And try to close doors behind you to try the to, try to prevent fire spreading as much as possible. Also, if you're in the bed, roll off the bed, uh, very much like our cat Ash. Uh, <laughs> I think that way you get down as fast as possible. If you're forced to go through the flames, my God, that sounds terrifying. Hold your breath, mm-hmm. move quickly, cover your head and hair. I, I wrote air and not hair. And I was like, cover your air. Keep your head down <laughs> and eyes closed as much as possible. So if a window needs to be open, it's best that the other doors and windows are closed to prevent the draft that y'all were talking about and that flow. If for some reason you can't get out, cover all the vents and cracks with cloth or tape or whatever you have to try to keep the smoke out. And if you can, get a wet a wet cloth to help more, like with those Things that I mean with yourself, but also those cracks and vents and whatnot, mm-hmm. and signal for help. So, one way they suggest is brightly colored sheets or other items outside a window can help. Also, going to that window and screaming fire might help too. So, yeah. and then from there, as you escape, go to the meeting place, which Brett talked about. Have a meeting place always, always, always. Yeah, and that's where you call 911 if you're in the US or whatever your local emergency number, depending where you are. 999 everywhere else. Yeah. I was about to say, I think we're like the only Mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. Are there any tips about escaping specifically, Caleb, that you can think of to add to all those? I mean, you want to
2: call 911 like right away, obviously like fire, fire, fire. Get, you know, everyone in your house or apartment or wherever you are. Yeah. Make sure everyone knows, get them out. Yeah. Stay low because yeah, smoke is toxic. (laughs) You don't want to breathe it. There is like, yeah, like I think on the, the very like bottom of the ground there is uh, some other toxic gases that come but like you want to get like as low as you can and cover your face just hold your breath as much as you can a big thing is like yeah closing doors windows behind you and stuff if you can't get out through you know obviously the easiest way to go is the front door if you can't go through a window something like that but if you're stuck and you have to hunker down yeah a big thing is like creating defensible space, having something covering your mouth, something possibly even covering you to protect yourself from the smoke and flames and signaling, making noise as much as you can. I mean, you're inhaling smoke. Eventually, you won't be able to make any noise. But like yelling, hitting things, trying to signal from like, yeah, the window, because maybe you have a window, but you can't get out of it opening that window waving a hand anything like that because yeah firefighters will always come in try and like put out the fire and immediately most fire departments are really aggressive search departments too Mm -hmm. and will like will find you you just have to like buy as much time as you can so isolating yourself in a room having the door closed and trying to find some way to signal from the window is a good way to go.
1: Yeah. And I guess like you're saying, if you don't have a window, I think I like the idea of grabbing something and hitting against a wall too. Um just yeah. adding the most noisy thing possible. Yeah. yeah. That might be in your house. I feel like
0: almost all firefighters have like this crazy, like crazy sense of 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 uh sight and and hearing.
1: And like awareness. You know what I mean? probably, it's too. like, you
0: know, I hear about them finding kittens because they were just like, well I heard this noise. And I'm like, it's a kitten. there's a fire blazing. <laughs> How did you
1: hear a kitten? I mean, in a
0: full blown five alarm fire, you know, it's it's crazy, but I think it's like, you know, there, I I, I almost think of firefighters as superhuman because they're going into these crazy hot temperatures with the, it's a kind of environment where it's like the, the worst environment to be in. You can't, you can't see, you can't breathe yeah um it's incredibly hot they're wearing these crazy flame retardant suits and they're you know saving lives and it's incredible i like i said i think they're superhuman i think they're amazing people so oh, caleb,
1: caleb. <laughs> i'm caleb you're a over here <laughs> i mean not only is he a firefighter he's a firefighter that can cook i am living the dream <laughs> i
0: mean i heard all firefighters can cook i mean i heard like firefighting me like the firehouse meals are like legit
2: I mean, you're pulling 24 hour shifts. So you're cooking. Yeah. At least three meals a day. So exactly. Yeah, you're going like you you to get shit. good. You can't cook shit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You
0: don't want to eat like crap, uh, but you know, it's really interesting. Actually, you know, it's, um, I think it's kind of cool. You mentioned having a face covering. I think being that we're in a pandemic right now, and we're discussing this, these, the masks. So yeah. like I'm, I wear masks. I just keep it around my neck. So this is one of my sister's kids made. i by tons of them. They're hella comfortable and they've got lots of breathing space in here, Yeah, but a lot of people sleep. So I sleep with a water bottle by my bed. Mm -hmm. Um, so if I was in a fire, I would just douse the mask and just throw it on my face. You know what I mean? So Having the masks in a pandemic is fantastic. Yeah, um, yeah I think so. There's lots of benefit. Everybody talks about how much they hate them, but I'm like, you know what? These are actually pretty useful.
1: Pretty nice. So I would say beware, depending how thick the material and wetness is, because like a lot of times the wetness True. is for like the vents and stuff. But if you have a thick mask and it's wet, it makes it harder to breathe. Versus yeah, you like won't get any oxygen. If you have a bandana in, yeah, it wet. I feel like that's not going to be as difficult. It, yeah, correct.
2: If you're in a situation where you're need to, like, <laughs> where you're thinking about wearing a mask and wetting it, it's happening really fast. Yeah, Really, is. You're probably not, really you're
1: probably not thinking much. ahead. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, you're just trying to get out of the room kind of thing.
1: Yeah, that's what you do during the fire. So now you're outside. You've gotten people outside or whatnot. So what do you do next? This is immediately after the fire. So you're going to make sure that first aid is administered. Um, thank God you have that kit in the car because Brett told you In the to. car. Yep. Yep. Emergency service has been called and everyone is accounted for. Uh, and that might even mean in the house or outside. But at least, you know, like there's two people in the house and a dog or something. Right. Let friends and family know you're safe as soon as you can. Contact local disaster relief like Red Cross if you need necessities like housing, food and medicine. After, like after, not immediately after, you're probably not going to do it the night of, but within the next couple days you're going to call your insurance and this will help you with information on protecting your property, doing your house's Mm -hmm. inventory and contacting private organizations. So when you do start to write down the damaged things, do not immediately throw away until the inventory is done. This is a good reminder to keep your receipts for all your items. I mean, now you could like take a picture and make a folder on Google Drive or something. If
0: I could show you guys the the pile of receipts from the shit that we've purchased for this house. Yeah. I'm like keeping everything.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It's definitely good to kind of like scan because if you have an iPhone, you can scan it right into notes. I know we have a friend who's actually experienced a fire when they lived in San Francisco and lost everything. And all they had was what they were wearing. Me and Caleb mm. have renter's insurance. And it actually was useful not for a fire, but when Caleb's car got broken into, we got to use it for that. Um, but kind of have an idea of what you have. For me, it's like, what's the most expensive thing? The bed, things like that. Things that you probably don't even think about, like a bed. Like, oh, yeah, mattresses aren't cheap. Well, they can't be. Yeah. Good mattresses that? aren't cheap. So uh I, <laughs> I I use Amazon purchase order history with lemonade. Lemonade is our renter's insurance. Uh not an advertisement, but I like them. You do it all through text essentially. It was really easy. Well oh, that's great. Yeah, it was super and like we got approved within like a handful of minutes. Mind you, our claim was about $1,000, so it wasn't that much. Yeah. Uh, the receipts are also helpful to verify losses claimed on your in-tax, uh, on your income tax. On your in-tax, that was a word. Uh, make We're going sure, shorthand, in-tax. Yeah, apparently. So you want to make sure for the insurance, uh, you take pictures of all the damage for the claim as well. And it's always to be mm-hmm. better prepared than under, so just, like, go over the top. Make sure you pay your insurance also. And... <laughs> Because you don't want to be screwed. Uh, yeah. Because there's always money in the banana stand. I think that's the arrested no. development. <laughs> when...
2: There's <laughs> always money in the banana stand.
1: But then also, uh, Job forgot to send in the, or didn't send in the insurance. So he's completely lost money. And if you haven't yeah. yet, uh, let your mortgage company know. Or of course, if you're renting, you might want to let your landlord know uh, if they haven't yep. somehow automatically figured it out. So then, now you've done the fire, you have a place to be, blah, 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 blah. Now you're at the point where, what the fuck do I do at my house? What do I do with my house? So yeah. do not cross-colored tape that was placed over the doors or windows. <laughs> These are damaged areas. So you need to be approved to enter your own house, which sounds crazy. But, I mean, somebody recently told me a story about how someone fell through a floor because it was damaged. Oh. That's what happens when you're, you know, when fires catch on Mm -hmm. Oh my God, I'm so fucking tired. When houses catch on fire (laughs) in other places.
2: One of the other things, like kind of piggybacking on that, but also just like how like construction has changed. A lot of houses are a lot more like we figured out like more lightweight construction and cheaper ways to build houses. And it's great, except for they usually deteriorate a lot faster under Mm. fire conditions now. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, your roof can collapse so easily because it's like, because, like, most most houses and apartments now have, like, lightweight trusses that are held together by little metal gusset plates that fail under just, like, a couple hundred degrees more temperature. So, yeah, oh, you're sealing your roof. A lot of floors have that kind of, too. Dang. So it, Makes sense. It's a, yeah. It's a thing.
1: I, I It's like the legacy furniture versus modern furniture. I feel like it's the same with, like, building supplies, building houses of what. Yeah,
2: doing. yeah. It's yeah. It's, like, it's cheaper. It's great. Mm-hmm. But it comes at a price and the price is like, yeah, <laughs> it does yep. not like fire your
1: own life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you can get injured yeah. inside your house after the fire. Um, it's suggested not to bring your kids when you're first evaluating the house, especially younger kids. I think it's this they're talking about a lot about trauma and in like seeing their mm. home like that. It might be I mean, it's already a lot because you're going to be in a motel or someone's house or something as right. is. So kind of bringing in more trauma might not be the best for them. Um, mm-hmm. have your house checked by the proper local authorities and make sure it's safe to enter so you also might get a building inspector or a contractor as well to check over your house your foundation everything mm-hmm. you're going to check out outside the home oh I forgot to add this too that during the fire wet around the house if you can before like if people aren't coming which is great if there's like big, yeah I've seen fires. that yeah, it yeah. Helps. so if your house is on fire wetting around it helps prevent it from spreading as much or you know Getting yeah. the
2: other houses yeah. wet. Uh, protecting exposures. If you have like, if you have neighbors near you mm-hmm. and the, mm-hmm. you know, you might want to go tell your neighbors to like evacuate kind of, Yeah. um, uh, yeah. Protecting exposures, like even like doing a garden hose on your neighbors. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like, have you guys seen this thing where it's like, you can have a styrofoam cup full of water in a room that's on fire and that cup won't melt until all the water. It's has evaporated
0: wow it, it's, like,
2: it's like one of those really insane science things so it's like you can protect your next door neighbor's house if your house is totally on fire if you just constantly have like a garden hose like misting yeah on their wall it's such a great idea of, like yeah. as long as there is a water barrier and they keeps from evaporating it can yeah. protect uh i mean and if you don't have neighbors if you live like in a place where there's wildland fires and stuff a big way to protect your house is creating like a defensible zone around it Mm -hmm. because like wildfires, a moat would be ideal. (laughs) Yes, that would be the best thing you could do, but like doing Mm -hmm. things like, you know, within 30 feet of your house, clearing any kind of dead leaves, twigs, branches, Mm -hmm. mowing your grass. And then, you know, having 30 feet from your house be really tight. And then, different states and different I imagine counties have different ordinances and recommendations but if you have property like you want to keep at least a hundred feet from your house kind of free of stuff that can like catch on fire kind of so mm-hmm. when yeah. that wildland fire comes by your house will kind of just be bypassed yeah and a big yeah, thing is I'm like- sure you
0: guys saw that one that the guy who built uh, a structure that was meant to a uh, uh, abut um wildfires the guy had the, the big concrete dome it's i it's oh. all over the internet but it's, it's like everything it everything around him burned except his home
1: oh wow you know? yeah everything was yeah. concrete and i was like well of
0: course it's not gonna light on fire so
1: i remember yeah. um, watching this video on reddit where it's like a motorcycle because i'm on a motorcycle subreddit and it was this someone's like gopro and he was riding by a house that was on fire so he like got off the bike grab the hose and because in the backyard of the house there was a play structure that was all wood so he was like you know keep that wet so it doesn't spread as much get and so he was like helping kind of do that i'm like oh okay that makes more sense because it helps like prevent the spread as much um yeah to other structures and stuff
2: yeah Yeah, digging a fire line around your house to just like a space where like You know, yeah, where there is no organic material and just dirt, you know, you can still have, like, flames kind of hop it,
1: but it's Mm -hmm.
2: a a lot, you're kind of putting out spot fires, then. It's a lot more manageable. That makes sense.
1: Uh, Like, every little thing you do.
2: Yeah, creating the defensible space around your house for wildland fires.
1: Yep. Okay, yeah, so you got your inspector, your contractor checking it out. You're checking outside the outside. You're looking for things like loose power lines, damaged gas lines, foundation cracks, or any other damage. Um, you've already moved your propane tanks and all that stuff, but you're checking whatever you can check Mm -hmm. from the outside. You make sure you contacted all the utilities uh, and disconnected all the utilities that go in, especially the gas and whatnot. And also because you're going to want to check for damages for all those as well. Same with your appliances. Make sure to check for things like even water damage, it says, but just check for any damage in your appliances. Make sure your propane tank system is all turned off. And have the supplier check it. I think it's really important that one of the things that like um, Red Cross emphasizes is make sure have professionals check it. Like just don't look at it and go, yeah, looks good. Like you can yeah. do a general look over, but make sure you get the proper authorities and professionals to check things because they have a better idea of what they're confirming. Yeah, like a real evaluation. Yep, exactly. It's Because like you're going <laughs> to want to check your power sources, utilities, your pipes, your wires. There's so many things you'll be checking. Um Mm -hmm. If there's a pool water that's next to something that's scary, (laughs) uh, if there's a pool water separating you and something else, use a use a long stick to turn it off. Don't go into the water. It suggests (laughs) I think just in case if like there's something don't don't electrocute yourself Uh, Just in case.
0: Quick little funny story. Nothing to do with fires. But there was this bar that got voted most likely to be stabbed. It's called Delios (laughs) in, in Philly. It's like a crazy dive bar with like the sketchiest people. Yeah. I'd only been there once. Um, AJ used to go there all the time, but this <laughs> bar had a cooler that they had to open with the broom handle because it was a metal cooler and it was in a pool of water.
1: Oh my stopped. God.
0: If they grabbed the <laughs> handle, so they had to use a broomstick. I was like, you have got to be kidding me. So yeah. Pool of water safety 1st <laughs> example, yeah. We'll use a broom that- handle.
2: Parks and Recreation where they have that wire, that loose wire hanging above the shower. And like, oh yeah, we call that death wire because if you take a shower and you touch the wire, you die.
0: Oh. Yeah, electricity and water don't mix, folks. No. Uh, yeah. And you have to remember, of course, people are putting out fires with water. Yep. and Yeah, makes sense. Yeah.
2: You, and usually fire departments will like turn off all your utilities while they're putting out the fire or call utility companies to come in and do that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I know most places like I think if you like I don't think you can turn your own gas back on that has to be done no, by the uh-uh. gas company and stuff. So yeah. yeah, you'll definitely want to have all that stuff checked out afterwards.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, you used your professional long stick. You're going to want to check any trip breakers to see where there might be possible wire damage to help you track that down. However, our we would be screwed because ours is all mislabeled, like in our circuit breaker. It like mm. makes no sense to <laughs> do. But you can
2: do that also to help find the origin of the fire too if one of the oh.
1: breakers is tripped, like where That's if it's electrical fire or something or yeah,
2: yeah 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 if you see that one is yeah. tripped that and then fire inspectors are doing this all yeah. stuff too so
1: yeah i think this is for those places that didn't have such good firefighting uh firefighter training apparently so they're just expecting you to check it <laughs> If your door is jammed, don't force it open. It could be, su- it could be providing support for your house. I just imagine like the door opening and the whole house is collapsing. Oh yeah, on that's our load
2: bearing door yeah. right there. <laughs> that's
1: a load bearing door. <laughs> oh my god! Keep away from any smoke or an embers left over throughout the house. And since you may have some roommates in your home from around the neighborhood, like snakes or spiders or rodents, it's a good idea to tap loudly and often on the floor with that professional long stick you have.
0: Good call. Yeah. Good
1: call. My writing is so hilarious. So try to keep away from the stairs. Be cautious of furniture since uh, they might be dangerously damaged. They don't sit on that couch that was on fire. If your ceiling oh, is sagging. Oh, my couch got <laughs> burned. I know, right? <laughs> oh, the stick comes again. So if your ceiling is sagging, it got wet. It can be a danger uh, to open up. So you get your hard hat on, your goggles, and that long stick you've been using. And you stand as far as well you can. And you poke like the end of the bubble bulge. And kind of like work towards the middle to get it. You want to kind of start on the end and then do it so it's just not as much. Same thing with uh, floors, might be sagging. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Ew. Ew. (laughs) Same with floors. If it's sagging, don't walk on it. Make some bridges with wood. If the power is off, don't dare to think about it, about turning it. How did I write this? Okay. If your power is off, (laughs) just use a flashlight. Don't get a damn flashlight. If weather permits it, open up the doors and wet windows to possibly air it out, and you can do some temporary repairs, keep all the receipts, and of course, check that your cleaners and other chemicals are not mixed up and creating mustard gas or something else dangerous. Throw away that food, (laughs) and if need be, write down all your findings and have a checklist. Um, It will most likely be incredibly overwhelming, so having a checklist that you can get from a lot of different places like... The Red Cross is good to kind of have because it is really overwhelming that you're trying to get your life together. A lot of times after a fire, it's emotional. Yeah. I mean,
0: you're you're dealing with your your whole life was destroyed in a matter of minutes, hours, whatever. And it's like you're dealing with that emotional side of it. And you're trying to be practical. So it's not the easiest thing to do.
1: No. And you're also like trying to figure out what to do for your family, what you're going to live now. You're trying to get your insurance done. You're making sure like things are, you know, your mortgage and stuff. It's just so much. Uh, yeah. that's pretty much what I got. I got um, my reference real quick was the Red Cross. Surprisingly, Virginia Tech had uh, on there, like their fire safety day came up, but it had some really good tips on there. Nice. I think those were my main sources. I'm like, double check. Yeah, mine's not double quite check. as exciting. It's pretty much like things that we know or reminders. Like I kind of forgot. Oh, yeah. Check heat with the back of your hand. And um, right. I definitely didn't think about closing doors behind me when possible. Things like that. Be prepared. I know, like, try to know even where your animal carriers are or little things like, oh, do you have a, a, not a vest? The cats don't wear a vest or dogs. What's the thing? A harness uh, with a leash. You know
0: what? Having I know it sounds crazy about a vest, but my, uh, one of my, my neighbor and our close friends from Portland, we're mm-hmm. um, neighbors now, they have the uh, Scottish deerhound. He has a, a, a wet vest. It keeps them cool.
1: Oh, that's cool! I was like, oh my god, that's such a good idea. That's so, like, to have for those for style. your
0: animals would be pretty, yeah, kind of yeah. nice. So I was like, oh, all right, very it's like nice.
1: An anxiety blanket for animals too. Yeah,
0: exactly. And I was like, oh my god, what a great idea! Because when you're walking in when it's really hot, I just yeah. I feel so bad. But the best itself stays cool, which is really nice. That's so, super awesome. Um, I may actually invest in those. Yeah,
1: uh, it invest. In that
2: sounds like a good investment. Invest. Ha- I did ha- it first.
1: I just, oh my god, I did it. And didn't even know it. <laughs> I like how me and Kim's not even the invest at the same time too. Uh, invest. In a best, in a dog best.
0: Um, I ones. wanted to actually just touch real quickly on mm-hmm. like what what a wildfire is. because um, yes. I I put this in, in my stuff too. Um, so I got this from FEMA. That wildfires, um, they can occur literally anywhere. They destroy homes, businesses, natural resources, agriculture, etc. Um, and they can they can act pretty quickly. So uh, always want to make sure that you're out of way of danger. Mm-hmm. Um, a wildfire is uh, defined as an unplanned and unwanted fire burning in a natural area, such a forest, such as forest, grassland, or prairie. Um, as building development expands into these areas, homes and businesses are situated near. Um, areas that are susceptible to those wildfires. that of course, as our population increases, we start growing and expanding, and look at that—all of a sudden, we're in a wildfire area. Yep. Um, this is called wildland urban interface.
1: Ooh, a a fancy words.
0: Yes, fancy. Wildfires can damage natural resources, destroy homes, and threaten safety of the public when, um, and the firefighters who protect forests and communities. So, they're very dangerous to literally everybody and everything in its mm-hmm. path. They can occur anytime time throughout the year. Uh, the potential is always higher during periods with little or no rainfall. So again, essentially summer. Uh, we have to remember that we are in different hemispheres. So of yep. course Australia, their their winter is our um, summer. Uh, summer. That's why theirs versa, was so. during
1: like the end of last year, beginning Correct, of this year. the end of the year. That's
2: why their Santa Claus comes in a boat.
1: <laughs> I love it. I didn't know
0: that. Santa! He's vacationing. <laughs> um let's see. It makes brush grass trees uh, and and other uh, vegetation dry and burn more easily. Mm -hmm. Um, High winds can also attribute to spreading fire as well. So um, we actually have, it says your community may have a designated wildfire season. That's ours. Mm -hmm. Ours is, I think, when does it start in May or June? I think it's May.
1: And it goes through October. Yeah, because California gets so much less rain. And I mean, Aren't we like now are aren't y'all now finally out of drought? Like it was in drought for how many years? And I Yeah, like our technically- droughts definitely.
0: Yeah, we still have a small amount in specific areas. But for yeah. the most part, the drought almost. Uh, uh, we don't have the drought that we had, you know, 10 years ago. I was going to so. say
1: the drought dried out, but that's not the right verbiage. It dried up. Yeah,
0: there is a, there's a drought drought. Yeah. <laughs> <Wow. laughs> that a thing.
1: It the is drought now. Drought?
0: uh let's see uh they can occur anywhere in the country they can start in the remote wilderness uh national parks and even in your own backyard Mm -hmm. uh wildfires can start from natural causes such as lightning but most are actually caused by humans um either accidentally like from cigarettes campfires or outdoor burning or intentionally like that jackass who did the uh gorge fire Mm -hmm. uh, a while back with the firework
1: the eagle creek fire where we got our little Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Federal suppression
0: costs typically range from a billion to two billion each year. The destruction caused by wildfires depends on the size of the fire, the landscape, and the amount of fuel, such as trees and structures. So, of course, that's why the Gorge Fire was such a big thing because mm. that's all fuel, you know, vegetation. Yeah. Uh, it's in the what's in the path of the fire um, and the direction and intensity of the wind. So, again, for us, our concern is the Santa Ana winds that come around, uh, and those can uh, change uh, the impact of the fire. Um, they usually cause death or injury to people and animals. Structures are usually damaged or destroyed. Um, transportation, gas, power communications, and other services are always disrupted. Um, flying embers can set fires to buildings more than a mile away than from the wildfire itself. You and I talked about this in the beginning, how they can jump rivers. It's yep. like fire is incredible. The last episode um, we
1: talked about how how gnarly I mean, if anyone's listened to any of our fire. I mean it episodes, jumped a river, like, oh my god, it jumped a yeah. damn river. And just how hot they <laughs> get.
0: Like, yes. Incredible. Yeah. Um, Smoke can cause health issues for people, uh, even for those far away from the fire. When the campfire was occurring, I remember here in San Jose, Mm -hmm. we were all in masks and uh, we didn't meet. I think it was like you had air quality days. Yeah. So you want to pay attention to those when there's a wildfire going on because those air quality is very important and you don't want to be outside inhaling the smoke. You don't have to be.
1: I get really Um, sensitive to it, I realize, because during, I think, I don't remember which fire it was, but... One of the a uh, couple few summers ago during one of the fires, I was getting what felt like allergies. Like my throat was hurting really bad, and like mm-hmm. my eyes were burning really bad from the smoke because we were getting the uh, low yep. air quality days. Yeah, uh, some people get very affected by it for sure.
0: For sure. I mean i I used to have an issue uh, back in the day with with asthma. I don't so much anymore, but it does. It makes it hard for me to breathe, and I get very irritated. So yeah, um, I remember wearing a mask at that time too. Yeah. Um, extensive acreage is always, um, burned when these wildfires occur, damaging watersheds and critical natural areas. So we want to avoid setting fires if possible. Mm-hmm. Flash flooding and mudslides can result from fire damage to the surrounding landscape that occurred also last year with the campfire, because right after the fires occurred, a huge, um, storm moved in mm-hmm. and then it created like just a muddy, ashy mess. And yeah. I remember that there were some, um, some flooding and there was mudslides that occurred there as well. Yeah. Um, they can affect the land for many years, um, mm-hmm. causes changes to the soil and it increases the
1: risk for the risk for future flooding. So mm-hmm. landslides and stuff too, for future waves. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I've been to a few places where I'm like, Jesus, this is still not recovered. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So you think it would happen fairly quickly, but it, it doesn't. Mm-mm. It absolutely doesn't. I think that's about it. I mean, uh, you know, we, we know a good amount about wildfires. I think a lot of us are are fairly prepared, but just do the extra, go the extra mile. And make sure that you're doing everything you can in your own home um, and with your friends and family to make sure that they're safe.
1: Yeah, I think this goes into like with your emergency kit uh, that you have for earthquakes and winter and whatever else. I mean, have some chonies in there, have like those blankets in there, just to you know, even comfort wise, and have um, the emergency kit in your in your car to have anything prepared, even snacks. I mean, Mm -hmm. any little thing is so helpful yep you want to be as prepared as as possible
2: yeah i'd say just paying attention to your local fire departments like ordinances as far as like because yeah wildland season there comes a time where it's like oh like summer might be a little bit late so you have a little bit more time they're always constantly updating like oh this is high season now like Mm -hmm. and regulations as far as like backyard burning and stuff there can be like oh or
0: even using your fireplace
2: yeah, 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 totally. We have
0: designated burn days because mm-hmm. we have a we have an actual
1: wood burning fireplace, so we actually have to pay attention to when we're actually going to light a fire. Oh, yeah. that's interesting. I about say pollution too. They do that sometimes, but also yeah, just for the embers coming through. Yeah,
2: I mean, I, I think like in the city, pretty much, like I don't think there's any backyard burning. But as you yeah. get out there mm-hmm. towards that wildland urban interface, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's a thing. Like you might be like, oh, there's a ban on it until you get a permit. It's mm-hmm. just kind of being mindful and paying attention to like how things are cuz if it's like a low humidity, dry, high winds kind of weekend like yeah it's probably not Don't start a fire, like, you assholes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly.
0: <laughs> Just don't. Sweet. Yeah, I agree. Awesome.
1: It's uh, getting hot in here. <laughs> I'm definitely keeping uh, that in. No. Yeah, definitely <laughs> keeping that in. Uh so if y'all have any questions, please use Google and then ask us <laughs> um we might have some answers. I could also, you know, ask my husband and make him work more for free. It's fun to do. Uh, yeah. Thank you, husband. Yay! We're not gonna we do the a Q so I, I think
0: You're we so should do welcome. a Q and A on Instagram. You know, maybe Ooh, we'll yeah. just be like, you know, we could do a stories and just say, you know, ask Caleb fire questions. What kind of fire questions do you have? I yeah. don't know if
1: we have enough fans to ever reply yet. Whenever, you don't know, <laughs> whenever I post anything <laughs> online, like even a giveaway, I think I've had like two people. Okay, hey, those up. two
0: people might have some very important questions yes
1: we lost a fan when we were gone so it's no longer three now it's two people no. oh um <laughs> okay we'll get them back yeah we'll find a way so uh yeah, tell we'll your friends about us i guess uh you can PDS. rate us oh yeah i didn't do all this is how long our last episode just completely so if you want to get at us get it at you can hit us up on that twitter at pds podcast uh it is also PDS yep, Podcast on Instagram. <laughs> and for Facebook and Gmail, it's P Dangerous Situation. Yeah, that's where you could hit it. I'm trying to think, like, where else? I think that's mostly it. I think it. that's it.
0: That's mostly it. Yeah. yeah. Follow, like, rate, review. Yeah. We love you.
1: Please. And we'll bring you more LLDDs. Yeah. You know. tell us your you don't story. Don't do it. You might have a fire yeah. story that we can share sometime if exactly. you don't mind. So, yeah, talk to y'all later. Uh, Caleb, I guess okay. you. Oh Caleb, I don't it's know if Caleb, Caleb knows the phrase. Caleb gets to learn oh. the phrase. Well, Caleb, you say Caleb? you listen.
2: Yes, I totally listen to every episode <laughs> that I download. I don't just play them so my wife gets listens on her
1: podcast. Wow, wow! I think Caleb's wow. only listened to one all the way through. Probably. Uh, uh I mean sorry. Brett and I know the phrase. We still remember, right? Yeah, yeah. If Brett says it at the beginning of the podcast too.
2: Oh. Duck and cover bitches.
1: Yeah. We'll mostly yeah. just duck and cover. Of course.
2: <laughs> of course, I know that. <laughs>
1: I'm
2: a fan.
0: <laughs> All right, y'all. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Bye. 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 <laughs>
1: I mean, if you guys had a kid, you could always
0: just dress them in flammable clothing if you really didn't want them. Yeah,
1: that's thing. true. That's totally true. I mean, Caleb horrible. Leave Cut it. out. <laughs> that was awful. Keep it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Keep it. <Caleb> could also <laughs> give them to his station since you can give kids to the station and leave them. And
2: you yeah, can practice. still surrender children to the fire station. Yeah. yeah.
1: What? That's a good yeah, thing, th- though. Yeah it's a it's a safe way if you don't feel you can. Take care of your child. Safe,
2: judge-free zone. I mean, they have to be under so many weeks old or something. I don't think you can take, like, your nine-year-old to, like, the fire station. I'm done with her. I give up.
0: (laughs) I tried nine good years. That's it. That's all you got. (laughs) Wow.
1: Um, Okay, so if the door's warm, um, smoke is, oh, wait. Okay, sorry. So...